This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, brought to you by Self-Care for Teachers, helping you prioritize your health, happiness, and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds-Keen, reminding you that you're a person first and a teacher second, and you are allowed to look after you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. This is just a little bonus episode, a little update to tell you a little bit about what's going on in my world, give you a bit of a, hopefully a boost or a little bit of encouragement to get you through to the end of term three, and also to tell you about a few workshops that I have coming up in the September school holidays, because I wouldn't want you to miss them. So, I've been pretty quiet for most of the year. I haven't sent a lot of emails. Obviously, we've had a big break from the podcast on a season break since season nine finished. And, you know, mostly it's been a pretty tough, germy winter in our household. The baby started daycare the beginning of May and we have basically had every bug in town and our household has been just a constant, you know, constant tissues, constant rat tests and yeah, it's been exhausting. And obviously, on top of that, I have actually returned to work earlier in the year. So, it's been trying to juggle whatever this new working motherhood world looks like. Also, with then the realities of, oh, yes, but then when the baby is sick, you can't send them to daycare. So, then you don't have childcare. So, then you have to rearrange your work schedule again. So, because of that, at the and there's been, you know, just just a lot going on in the world, obviously. And then because of all that, at the beginning of term three, I made the difficult decision. (coughs) Excuse me, you can hear I'm still a little bit breathless because I've still got a bit of a remnant cough. At the beginning of term three, I made the difficult decision to pull back on real-time coaching uh, for at least the rest of the year because I just can't commit. Either I'm sick or I'm catching up from being sick. And in case you don't know, I run another business as well, which comes with a whole bunch of deadlines and deliverables. And so, my kind of Saturday morning time when Stuart is home and can be with the baby was just getting really complicated trying to juggle coaching and my Perk Digital deliverables. And so, I made the decision not to be doing any self-care for teachers coaching for at least the rest of the year. I don't know what next year will look like, but It's been an interesting break because it has also meant, I say break, it's not like I've been like putting my feet up resting, (laughs) but it's been an interesting break from coaching because it has meant that I've really been reflecting and I have been reflecting a fair bit over the last 18 months anyway. Like I had a really tough pregnancy being very unwell and I continued coaching through most of that. And I mean, my clients were extremely understanding and they knew well before the public knew that I was pregnant and very unwell and they were absolutely beautiful and so understanding. But I've been reflecting for a while on what self-care for teachers looks like going forward um, now that I'm in this very new season of life and it's, you know, the business model can't really continue as it was. And so, I yes, I made that decision to pull back from real-time coaching and it's been the right one for the moment. So, we'll just see how that goes moving forward. I'll obviously keep you updated with any changes. But I also basically fell off social media completely. And I don't think I sent, I think I went three months without sending, at least three months without sending a newsletter. 
But I'm easing back into things now. I'm hoping that the warmer weather is going to afford us a little bit more immunity, I suppose. And, you know, surely the baby is brought home every every bug uh, possible by now and we can just have a break and catch up a bit. But so it's September, it's spring, thank goodness. And I am definitely, I mean, I'm still recovering. We're still, we've still had illness in our household in the last couple of weeks, but I feel a renewed sense of energy, I guess, and, you know, hopefulness that maybe we're going to be moving into a, a more sustainable season for a while. But it's been interesting also because, well, I'll get to that. I've, I've kind of really finally crystallized a new model of self-care that I've been kind of playing with in my mind for a while. But it is self-care September. And although I have not been consistent on my social media posting as I have done in previous years, there is still uh, a little bit of a self-care September campaign happening on my socials. And there's a, you know, a post there with 30 days of prompts it's pinned to the top of the Facebook page and it's on the Instagram account. You can go and see the list of the 30 prompts. And you can also, uh, if you feel like it, there's a free, in the Freebies Library, there's a 30-day self-care calendar. So, you can go and get all the prompts from the Freebies Library, which is at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash library. You can also, if you want to take it that one step further, there's a private podcast version with 30 little podcast, mini podcast episodes all about the different prompts. So, if you would like to, and that comes with a workbook as well. So, if you would like to dive into the 30 days of self-care September challenge, you don't. it doesn't have to be in September when you do it, but that is there for you. I'll pop a link in the description of this episode as well if you want to go and grab that, that private podcast audio course and the workbook. And then, yes, I have been working on a new framework or a new model of self-care for how I actually think about and want to teach self-care going forwards because, look, this self-care for teachers journey has been a real evolution and over the last couple of years I've realised I have been really moving away a little bit or kind of straying a bit from my original intention with self-care for teachers and my kind of roots with the work that I do because I was, I mean, I mean, I was trying to make the business make money, which is a realistic goal, you know, like I'm not a charity. (laughs) I need money to live. But also I was, you know, following the way the teacher wellbeing space has been maturing over the last few years, which is wonderful. I'm so glad that it is. And I can see opportunities where I could contribute to school wellbeing, teacher wellbeing, professional developments and all of that sort of thing. But Ultimately, I don't want to go down that path. I've done a little bit of it over the years. I, you know, especially if schools have specifically reached out to me and asked for a quote or asked for me to do some work, I have done a little bit of that over the years, particularly in 2020, which was interesting because all of my work has always been online. It's I've always been remote first, and that's mainly because of my chronic illnesses and the fact that um, you know, traveling all over the country and doing PDs and stuff in various schools is, it was just never going to work for my health. Um, and then interestingly, in 2020, of course, when the world shut down and everybody embraced virtual and remote work, that's when I ended up doing some kind of virtual and remote PDs for schools on, on well-being. And, and I, you know, I did a little bit in 2021 too, but I really, that was never my intention with self-care for teachers when I started it. And In fact, in the early days, I was very, very clear that I did not want to be doing, you know, staff PD type work. I made some very clear decisions in my in the very early days of self-care for teachers that I didn't want to do that. 
for a number of reasons. And then, yeah, as the teacher wellbeing space matured, I guess, and the idea of teacher wellbeing in and of itself was no longer this kind of foreign concept to schools, I, you know, started following that path and seeing what ways I could contribute. And I still see ways I can contribute. And I can still see that, you know, I could really do a lot for the school wellbeing champion movement. Um, And I I still have some ideas about that. So just, you know, maybe watch this space for 2023. But I really don't want to be doing in-person PDs or even virtual PDs to do with school wellbeing, teacher wellbeing. It's not my thing. It's not my favourite thing. I have some concerns about workplace wellbeing as a kind of industry. And I will be clear here, I do not have concerns about the people delivering workplace wellbeing or school wellbeing or teacher wellbeing PDs. You know, some of them are my friends and have been on the podcast. Some of them I haven't had on the podcast yet, but I really want to if I can, you know, have the capacity to do another season in the future. But, you know, people like Daniela Falecki, Katrina Burke, Meg Durham, Adrian Hornby, these people are fantastic. They really know their stuff. I would thoroughly recommend them if your school is looking for a well-being presentation. And I'm not going to recommend myself for that anymore because it's not my thing. It's not my area of interest is probably I, – I, I think I have some knowledge and some skills and some expertise in that area, but actually it's not what I want to be doing. So I'm making a conscious choice for now. I mean, who knows? Five years' time I might change my mind and that's fine. I have that prerogative. You know, for the next few years, it's really not on my agenda. And and I think that's okay. You know, I've really realized over the years that my special brand of health and well-being, independent of workplace well-being or school well-being or organizational well-being, is worthwhile. I have no formal positive psychology training, although I've done a lot of reading and, you know, listening over the years. And I have no formal, you know, physiology training. Like I, I don't have an allied health background, but I have a lot of lived experience and I have done an awful lot of reading and I also talk to people a lot about their health experiences. I've witnessed a lot of people going through personal health and well-being challenges and sometimes crises and that's worth something. And th- and actually that that is I think that's missing in a lot of spaces, in a lot of well-being spaces. And again, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not criticizing anyone who's out there doing well-being work in the world, but my experience as a person living with complex health situations is that I've often felt really alienated talking to people or listening to people who, you know, seems like they've always been fit and well and able-bodied. And so the advice that they sometimes give or the just the approach that they take sometimes just really jars on me as someone who has lived with chronic illness and the ups and downs of that, and also as someone who has witnessed and had the privilege of, you know, through coaching with people in challenging health and wellbeing situations or recovering. Often my coaching clients come to me recovering from a challenging health situation and, and, you know, really wanting to be more proactive in the future. I'm really having the privilege to witness people in those situations, I think I have a really special source to do with well-being and supporting people through well-being and talking about self-care and approaching self-care when it's not easy, when it's a chore, when you don't feel like it, when it actually doesn't fit right now. You know, like I have been in the last three or four months, we have been jumping in and out of sickness and survival mode and 
So a lot of the kind of quote unquote Instagrammable self-care stuff is just not happening because my self-care has been like taking medication on time and going to bed at 7.30 once the baby's gone to bed because I'm just absolutely knackered or going to my health appointments on time. Like sometimes that's what self-care looks like. And so that's what my new workshop is about. It is about these different seasons of well-being and different seasons of self-care that I have identified. And just really briefly, just to let you know, I've kind of identified at least four. There, there may be more. You might come up with more if you listen. And it's not it's not like a spring, summer, autumn, winter kind of seasons, but it is like that idea that there's different seasons of life, different phases of life. And sometimes you're in a sickness season. Sometimes you're in a survival season. And therefore, the advice about your self-care needs to change. And I, this is, I guess it's a gap that I'm identifying for myself um, in, in the well-being market, and not even just the teacher well-being market, but just like the well-being, health and well-being space. And anyway, I shared this model that I've come up with, the seasons of self-care model, with a friend recently who happens to be a mum of two who's really been in a survival mode for a, a few years. And I shared it with her and she just has basically not stopped telling me how much it's helped her, which is really affirming. But this is what she said. I asked her to actually write it down so that I could share it with you. And she said, hearing Ellen describe her seasons of self-care model was the permission slip I didn't know I desperately needed. For too long, I judged my mental health, energy levels and personal accomplishments on comparisons I'd made between myself and influences at a very different season of self-care than myself. By learning that the goal of each season was to build sustainable self-care habits allowed me to take the pressure off those over and above pursuits that I was struggling to know how to begin, let alone complete or commit to long-term. I now feel I have a clear path ahead to work my way out of this season of survival built on a self-care plan that works with my current situation, limitations and mental state. So I'm that's what my friend Madison said. And like I said, she has told me multiple times in the last couple of weeks since I shared that with her, how much the framework has helped her. And I really want to share it with you. I'm really proud of this model. And I found it hugely helpful myself, especially through this last, you know, nearly two year season of extreme pregnancy sickness and then postpartum and then a, a winter of yeah, just lots, lots of daycare germs. And so I think you will find this valuable too. And I really want you to I want to invite you to come and learn about this on a webinar this month. It's the 23rd of September. I'll pop a link down below, but there will, if you're listening to this after the fact, if you're listening later in the year, there will be definitely a recording on my website. So I'll make sure there's a link there or you can just DM me on Instagram and I'll send you that link. I really want to return to my roots, I suppose, which like there's a reason self-care for teachers has always been called self-care for teachers is because it is about you, the person first and your personal well-being and and how self-care fits into that. And community care matters too, right? And we are going to touch on community care and systemic factors in this well-being webinar. And, you know, because my seasons of self-care model does actually kind of incorporate the, you know, the difference between self-care and community care and when each is relevant and, yeah, I guess how they fit together. But I'm really, yeah, in the coming months, you can just expect me to be returning to my roots around personal well-being and self-care for teachers, but also I'm expanding a little bit to talk to non-teachers because I've always had people over the years tell me that, you know, I'm not a teacher, but I really like your work or it's really helped me, like my friend Madison, who is not a teacher, but 
is a mum of two and has been going through some well-being stuff. And yeah, so I have started a new Instagram account <laughs> called Strategic Self-Care Club and it is for non-teachers. It's basically the same well-being work and self-care education that I've been doing all along, but it is for people who are not necessarily teachers. And I thought that self-care not for teachers was a stupid name. Um, so I've got self-care for teachers, which, you know, obviously the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast is a huge part of. And that will continue to be for teachers, but then I'm also going to be sharing the the wellbeing work and a little bit more of my personal story and my personal health journey over on Strategic Self-Care Club on Instagram. So come and join me there if that's of interest to you and also point people in the in the direction of that if you've got non-teaching friends who are interested. And yeah, come along to the Seasons of Self-Care workshop or webinar if that is for you, if you are interested in that, if you resonate at all with what Madison said about like I've been comparing myself for years to these people who are just in a totally different season of life and you don't have to be a mum or be experiencing mental health challenges to relate to that. Like for me, it's it's for years been very much around like the idea that like I have endometriosis and so my cycle impacts me in a very different way than people who don't have a menstrual cycle at all or people who don't have endometriosis. So, you know, if it resonates with you, I'd love to invite you to come and join me on that workshop. The other thing that I want to tell you about, and this is particularly for you if you are thinking about leaving teaching, because let's face it, we're in a massive teacher shortage and I know a lot of you are thinking about it. And I have been for years, for years and years, I have had a mission that I didn't want to talk about people leaving the classroom. I didn't want to share information about what I had learned leaving the classroom myself because, God, I've learned a lot. Basically, for seven years, the self-care for teachers mission has been that I'm here to support teachers with information and inspiration and encouragement so they can thrive in the classroom and in life. And I did not talk about leaving the classroom publicly until now. Many of you know that obviously I left the classroom to pursue self-care for teachers full-time in 2017. And some of you know that I've been freelancing on the side with my digital marketing and content creation skills since then. What I haven't shared much about publicly on self-care for teachers, occasionally I mention it, but is that that freelance work uh, has really been the bulk of my income for basically that whole time. And there's many reasons for that. I'm not going to go into my self-care for teachers business story and the specific decisions I made and the specific things I didn't know I didn't know at the beginning. But if you want that business story, let me know. I can tell it to you. But my point is that I know a thing or two about the ups and downs of leaving the classroom to work for yourself. And I also know a hell of a lot more than I wish I knew about the predatory and manipulative nature of the work for yourself online you know, content that's out there um, and how it can lead you up the garden path and take your savings while you do it. And I'm not about that and I really can't stand by and watch that continue while marketers prey on teachers' burnout without sharing what I know because I have seen stuff over the years of people targeting teachers like, hey, you want to leave the classroom? Let me tell you how I can make your life perfect with a work-for-yourself, you know, idea that sounds really good and is really shiny and and flashy on the online sales page but yeah you don't need to spend 2000 US dollars on a course and you don't need a $5000 website to do any of that like there's just you can yeah there's so much bs out there and until now haven't really commented publicly on it but i am 
ready to, basically. So this brings me to the thing that I have never done at Self-Care for Teachers before, which is sharing about online business and what I know about online business and working for yourself here. So I know that many of you uh, may be thinking about leaving the classroom And like I said, that's not what I want for teachers collectively and it's not going to be my focus of self-care for teachers going forward. But individually, I have also always supported teachers who might be in the situation where that's your best choice right now, either right now or forever. Over the years, I have coached teachers who were making career changes and I've also run this particular workshop that I'm putting on in September. I've run it before for non-teaching audiences as part of my other business, which is called Perk Digital, by the way. And you might also remember, gosh, like five seasons ago, I had a fantastic interview with Gabby Stroud and uh, on the Teacher Wellbeing podcast, I'll pop a link below, and we talked about the pitfalls of leaving teaching. And if you are thinking about leaving teaching, you absolutely need to listen to that episode before you do so. Because leaving the classroom to work for yourself is not a panacea. It is not going to fix your burnout and it might very well lead to worse situations down the track. But we know there's a teacher shortage and I know that many of you listening might be thinking about leaving and just considering your options. And if that's you, I want you to know that I support that choice, whether that's your choice for right now or forever. And I want to share with you what I have learned the hard way and to get you started the right way if going down the kind of freelancer virtual assistant path is what you're thinking about. So, I'm sharing everything that I wish I knew when I started out and what I would do if I was starting from scratch again now in this online workshop, which is called How to Sell Your Skills Online. And basically, it's about the fact that you can get started from anywhere with an internet connection and the only thing you'll need is a decent laptop or computer and some skills, which you probably already have. I would bet good money on the fact that you could start right now with the computer and the skills that you already have. There are so many options and it is not as hard as you think, but it is also not a kind of, it's not a get rich quick scheme and it's not a panacea for your burnout. So yeah, come and join me for this workshop. If you're interested, again, if you're listening to this after the fact, there will be a recording available that you can purchase. I'm going to share my top tips from nearly six years of freelancing online and three years of answering my friends and family's questions about how to do it. And like I said, I've run this workshop before for a non-teaching audience, but this is going to be tailored to teachers. And I'm also going to cover the three mistakes that I see people make over and over. So hopefully you can avoid them. And it's on the 29th of uh, September. That's the other thing I needed to tell you. But yes, there will be a replay available if or a recording available if you can't make it live or if you are listening to this in sometime in 2023. So those are the things that I've got coming up. I've got the seasons of self-care, workshop and then this how to sell your skills online workshop. And I realized that they, particularly the how to sell your skills thing is like pretty left of center, pretty left of field for self-care for teachers. And it's not directly about teacher well-being, except that it is because we have a massive teacher well-being crisis and a, a teacher shortage and people are leaving the classroom in droves and doing other things. And I happen to have, you know, six years of knowledge and huge amounts of skills in those areas now. And I feel like it would be disingenuous of me not to share that with you if it could help you. And, you know, to be honest, I really feel that whether it's motherhood or living through a pandemic or just living with a chronic illness and and gradually more and more unpacking my internalized ableism, I'm returning to my roots with self-care for teachers 
but also expanding to like I'm just not going to be trying to be a particular kind of teacher well-being business anymore because that model is not for me and that's okay and there are some great people in this industry doing that. Again, I'll pop links below, but a lot of them have been guests on my podcast before. They are fantastic. I really highly recommend them and it's not for me and I will be talking more about the personal well-being stuff and returning to that focus on self-care and the changes that you can make in your life independent of school well-being programs or workplace well-being programs in the future. So that's what's going on. I hope that you are keeping as well as possible in this, you know, germy winter and ongoing pandemic that we're living through. If I can help you in any way, uh, if you've got some ideas for topics coming up, I'm open to sharing a lot of what I know, especially you know, some of the things I'm thinking about going forward also to do with the school wellbeing champion stuff is around like, how can you actually work in the teacher wellbeing space? Because again, I know a lot about that. I've, I've changed careers. I've created my own online presence. I've also in Perk Digital helped a lot of other people do similar stuff. So if you're interested in that, you know, let me know and I might do a workshop on that as well. Anyway, as always, May you continue to look after yourself as a person first and a teacher second, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast brought to you by Self-Care for Teachers. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, hit the three dots, share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories and let your friends know that you're listening. And if something in this episode made you think about a teacher that you care about and you think they need to hear it, send it to them now. Let's spread the message of teacher wellbeing and together we can create thriving school communities. Show notes for the podcast can be found at www.selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at selfcareforteachers. As always, remember you're a person first and a teacher second and you are worthy of your own care.